0: Welcome, friends, to episode 26 of the Fast and Fabulous podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Montone. I'm a full-time mom, fasting coach, and podcaster. My entire adult life was always centered around losing weight and got exceptionally difficult after having children. I had tried everything, pills, shakes, wraps, counting calories, macros, over-exercising, I was the ultimate yo-yo dieter until January 2020 when I discovered clean intermittent fasting. Three years later, I'm down 50 plus pounds, four to five sizes, but most importantly, I've been able to maintain a healthy weight for the first time in my entire adult life for over two years now. So please stop counting calories and stick with me because we all have the power to lose weight and keep it off naturally. Best of all, it's absolutely free. Please remember to consult your physician before embarking on an intermittent fasting lifestyle. Also, please do not use any of the following information in place of medical advice. Are you new to the fasting world, jumping back in, or simply need help breaking through that plateau? With all of the knowledge and resources out there, it is absolutely okay to still need a bit of help. Did you know that I now offer coaching services? Helping others find this freedom and setting them up for a lifetime of optimal health and wellness is my passion, and I want to help you. Please visit FastAndFabulousPodcast.com to learn more. Okay, everyone. Today, I am super excited to have Amy Jo Holcomb on the show. Amy Jo is a busy wife, mother, small business owner, health coach, and a high school and college English teacher. She and her husband, Rush, have been married 25 years, and their son was just married last summer, so today they're enjoying and being empty nesters. Four years ago, Amy Jo had struggled just to enjoy life, and keeping up with her many responsibilities was overwhelming. She was ballooning back up to her all-time highest weight of 300 pounds, suffering from debilitating nerve pain from a hip injury that led to labral repair surgery in December of 2016. Morbidly obese her entire life, she gave intermittent fasting a try in January of 2020 after her two co-workers had been doing a version of it. Through a program sponsored by their school's insurance. The rest, as they say, is history. Since intermittent fasting day one on January 6, 2020, Amy Jo has lost an astounding 92 pounds and is no longer in pain or taking strong medications that helped her merely function in a day. She is living her best life and coaching others in how to make intermittent fasting their forever lifestyle. To join Amy Joe's Facebook support group, please visit the link in the show notes. Well, welcome everyone to episode 26 of the Fast and Fabulous podcast. I have with me today, Amy
1: Joe. Amy, I am so happy. Do you go by Amy or Amy Joe? What do you prefer? Well, my family probably all still calls me Amy, but Amy Joe is what I much prefer just because it's you know it's not run of the mill. and I'm not I very run of the mail
0: <laughs> I love Amy Joe so Amy Joe welcome Thanks. to the show with me I am so excited to have you on and that we could get together today because you're a teacher and you have a busy busy crazy schedule and I I am so inspired by your story every single time Thank I you. see your story I am like I need to talk to this woman she is so inspiring so you're a you're a teacher. What grade do you teach?
1: I teach primarily junior English. I teach okay. senior English. I teach college English. And the older I teach, kids. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Lots of upper class electives too. Yeah. So I've taught it all, but only high school. I could not do anything younger than about 10th grade.
0: I hear you. I hear you. So you are also a health coach. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And how is that going? I mean, I love whenever I hear that somebody has turned their love and passion for intermittent fasting into kind of like a side hustle. So how how's that going for you?
1: I mean, it's, it's good. I, I go from, you know, having three or four people at a time. And then I, I'll have these lulls where I don't have any or, you know, I might just have one. And I do I have my own Facebook group. So I do a lot of like you, you know, like, a lot of informal coaching there too. Okay. But I mean, it's it is something that I. It's probably the last thing I ever saw myself becoming. You know, like I went from 300 pounds, and now I'm kind of a health ambassador for my school. I'm a health coach, and like I, people around town, you know, they kind of they're like, oh, that's the intermittent fasting lady. Not that I'm famous or anything. It's just you know, that's become part of my identity. And I used to only have one identity. And that was I was an obese woman. So it's, it's very nice. Yeah. Thanks.
0: You've made an incredible transformation. You went from being around 300 pounds, which is considered yeah, my, morbidly o- obese. And yeah. and you've lost over
1: 100 pounds, right? My, yes, my highest weight ever that I first saw recorded on paper was at my OBGYN, and it was 300 pounds. I never weighed other than when I went to my OBGYN. Um, The last recorded weight that I have before I began intermittent fasting was 272, Mm -hmm. and that was in November of 2019, so I have no idea what I weighed through the holidays, Mm -hmm. and then when I started on January the 6th, because I did, like I said, I didn't weigh, so yeah, I was, I was getting back up to 300, but I've lost on paper from my highest of three hundred, a hundred and about a hundred and twenty. And then I've lost ninety-two of that with intermittent fasting in that the last is, three years. Yeah.
0: That is incredible. Incredible. Now, going back a bit before you discovered intermittent fasting, we'll talk about that in a moment. What did you do to did you try any other methods to lose weight before that?
1: um name it Uh, yeah yeah yeah. weight watchers i mean i remember um doing what weight watchers after my son was born and Mm -hmm. eating baked potato with cottage cheese and nothing else on it you know that kind of thing Uh, i also remember the weight watchers day when i saved up all my points so i could eat a grilled chicken pizza from pizza hut that night gag um i've taken the pills i've done the cabbage soup i've done the shakes i've done the bars I lost 50 pounds with low carb in and around about 2012, Uh and I got down to about 250, and then the holidays came, and the rest is kind of history with that. It all started coming back on, and then with my hip injury that led to my um, hip surgery in 2016 is when everything really, really, really got bad for me. So, um, yeah, I've done everything. I've counted carbs. I've counted calories. I've done... I always uh, mention when I talk to people, like the low-fat snack whales cookies in the 90s. Oh, you know, the I gr- remember that, those. Yeah, yeah, the chocolate cookies uh, with the little marshmallow, you know. Layers. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been overweight to some degree, even mildly since I was a teenager yeah. and active and a size 12, and I was a cheerleader, and I was in the band, and I did all the things, but I was always just, you know, on the heavy side, yeah. and, you know, I just... um there's a lot of emotional, you know, issues involved in that too. And there's no trauma in my life at all. I mean, my life was pretty perfect actually, except for I was the big girl and, yeah. you know, I I was very active and very healthy, but yeah, I, when I got married and then after my son was born, um, that's, you know, that's almost every woman's story that you probably talk to. There Everyone. It, comes. Here yeah. it comes. There it comes. Yep. Yeah. Hormones,
0: yeah. babies, stress. Yes. bad sleeping patterns, it all just mixes up and causes us to get, you know, the weight goes up. So you got up to 300 pounds. And how did you first discover
1: intermittent fasting? Everyone has a, a unique story about this. I love to tell this story. I've been on Jen's podcast. Lisa Fisher interviewed me. I've I've talked to people a lot about it. It started with Candy and Sandy. I never can not give Candy and Sandy credit. They are two of my closest friends at work. And our um state health insurance was actually offering a program called Naturally Slim. It's now called Wonder, W N D capital R. Okay. And it they didn't call it intermittent fasting. What it what they said was you can eat whatever you want to in an eight hour window, and then for sixteen hours you're not going to eat any food, but you can drink any non caloric beverages you want. So it was not a clean fast. I didn't even know that's what I that's what I was doing. I'm a Christian, so I know about fasting. Okay. I I was not really aware that there was any other way to fast other than you just didn't have food. And I I'm not a big Coke drinker, I'm not a big coffee drinker, but you know, I would have a little cream in my coffee or I might have a Diet Coke in the morning and then I wouldn't eat until lunch. And I I really wish I could nail down the exact moment that it happened. When I found clean fasting, I just stumbled in Jen's group on Facebook and I I, I told her this. I lied and said, uh, I think I think you had to just I didn't lie. I think you just had to say you would read Delay, Don't Deny. She had not yes. Yes. written Fast, Face, Repeat or had not had come out yet. Yes. But what 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 stuck out to me before even I, I learned about the clean fast and this through this naturally slim program was Candy and Sandy were doing it. And I walked in the um, teacher's lounge one day and Candy was eating a cheeseburger and French fries. And I said, what are you doing? You can't have that. You're on a diet. And she said, oh, no, no, this is different. You can have whatever you want in your eating period of eight hours. And I thought, maybe I could do that. So that was probably in October of 2019. And I said, "Okay, I'm going to do this with y'all when we come back from Christmas break. And I started on January the 6th. That was my first fast. I think 15 hours. And then a few days later is when I like I said, when I found everything that changed everything, the clean fast.
0: Amazing. Amazing. So you just like literally had this program at work. It's so interesting. Naturally slim is what they called it, right? Yep. But they didn't obviously know about the clean fast. And you learn just by stumbling into Jen's big, was it the big, big group she had way back when?
1: Yeah, uh, that was the gosh. one that that ballooned, and then she had the advanced group yeah. when she when fast feast repeat came out, mm-hmm. and I I joined that group too because I had read fast feast repeat, so I was in both, and I'm now I'm in the community in her yes. um, delay don't deny community, love yeah. it, I'm in there every day, so yeah, I mean I the clean fast changed it all, and I didn't really. I've been fortunate because I was talking to a friend of mine from school just a little bit ago, and she was like, I've got to give this a try. She has an autoimmune disorder, but I don't know if I can do what I'm going to do about my coffee. And, you know, that's a lot of people's biggest concern. The biggest concern. Yeah. What about my sweetener? What about my creamer? And I did not have that hurdle to overcome. If I drank coffee, yes, it was a hot milkshake, but I didn't have to have it. I'm a big water drinker. I mean, right now water, water everywhere. You have your topo. I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite. so, Yeah. And so I didn't really have, I didn't have to overcome that hurdle. So I am sympathetic to people, you know, that do. And I I just say, it's just one thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it's just one little thing. And are you going to let that one little thing hold you back from all of these million and other wonderful things that could happen? So But that's, I mean, that's how it started. And I I usually will look and say, okay, what today is day, whatever of how many days. But I mean, three years and then whatever from January the 6th to today it's been. So that I've not, not fasted in that time every day.
0: I love that. And that's so important for people to hear because it's not that we can't, we don't take days off or we don't shorten our fasting windows or maybe lengthen them some days, or maybe we have a longer eating window, it's all flexible. And that's Mm -hmm. why we're able to fast every day. And I can sit here and confidently tell you and you can confidently tell me, I have fasted every single day for the past, you know, three plus years. Were there days where I got a 14 fast in 14 hour day? I'm sorry, 14 hour fast in? Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been short at times, it's been 12 hours at times. But it's also been like 25 hours at times. So it's definitely something that is for everybody's life. And it takes a lot of trial and error to find what we like to call sweet spot. So what is your sweet
1: spot? Let's take a quick break. Welcome to the alchemy of natural healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. Oh, Josh, we talked before I got on here. Yes, we did. I've, I mean, I've done it all today. Is, so I am a huge fan, and everybody knows this is my. I say it's my jam, <laughs> uh, and and it's not. Jen never calls it. She says a modified approach to down days, but uh-huh. I'm a a huge fan of down days and up days. And most of the time I do incorporate the mini meal. Okay. Um, I I, I just love it. It's what feels good to me. Uh It is. I found a rhythm with it that I really, really liked. I have done um, my first, I really hit my stride first. My first sweet spot was 19.5. Okay. And that that was during COVID. Uh So March the 9th of we, 2020, we got out for spring break and we didn't go back to work, you know. Oh, I know. Like no school, you know, <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah. So um, everybody's like, how did you stick with this when you're not at work? And, you know, well, in addition to being a high school teacher, an adjunct college instructor, and now a health coach, my husband and I and my sister and her husband own a fairly large comic and collectible shop in the town next to us. Oh, oh, my gosh. Wow. This has
0: put a whole new layer on you, Amy. I, yeah. I, mean, I, I Wow. That's a lot.
1: Yeah. So what happened, um, we had to close the doors because we were not a necessary entity during COVID. And in order to pay the bills, we had to really start selling online. So our eBay sales skyrocketed, and we just worked there together, the four of us, oh. Every single day almost during the week. And so I, I had plenty to do. Plus, Michelle, and then I don't I don't know if this is everybody's experience. Well, I know it isn't everybody's experience. After two weeks, I could tell a huge difference. I had all this natural energy, right? So I made I had plenty to do at home. I organized my closets. Rush and I, that's Rush is my husband. We cooked, I made all kinds of different, you know, that's what people did during COVID. They experimented with recipes. I worked in my flower bed, you know, cleaned and organized my house, worked at my small business. And so I had lots to keep me busy. And I I found a window of anywhere from 19.5 to 20 and 4 is what I really liked. And then when we went back to school in the fall of 2020, uh-huh. my planning period was at one o'clock. All the kids were gone because they had to sit in the room during break and lunch that year. And I didn't uh-huh. want to eat with the kids staring back at me. Uh-huh. So um, when my, my window just opened at about 1:20 every day when the kids got gone, uh-huh. and then I would open with something small, OMAD Jen's Way. And then I would come home. We would have dinner, and I would close my window by probably five thirty. We like to eat early, so, so do we. yeah, yeah. So that that was my first. That was my first love was was omad, and I, okay. I, I worked up to that. You know, from about sixteen, and then eighteen, and then. But mm-hmm. in March of 2021 is when I, I started experimenting with the, the down day, up day, and mm-hmm. incorporating the mini meal, and I loved it. And I still yeah. love it. I, I have not lost a single pound, a whole pound in a year. As a matter of fact, I'm up about four pounds from my all-time low that I hit in July of 178. I'm hovering right around 180 and 182, Mm -hmm. but I've had a whole lot of health problems in all of 2021, Mm -hmm. and so I'm just, I'm maintaining, you know. That's a win. uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a huge, and I didn't know it. Yeah. I didn't know it. It can, it cannot feel that way. No, no. And sometimes it still doesn't. Yeah. But. Um, Jen really opened my eyes about that last March. Um, I was really upset and I was venting about it. And she said, you know, you, you are maintaining, I'm not in maintenance, but I am maintaining through lots of, um, and we hear about this in the community a lot. And you probably hear people talk about it a lot in your group. Lots of things have happened to me since I had COVID. Um, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's wreaking havoc, it's inflammatory, and it yeah. causes all this mysterious weight gain. And yeah. so the what is what it has done to me is, um, I had my husband, my son, and I all three had it in December of 2020. And I went back to work in January of 2021. And after just a few weeks at work, I donated blood against the wishes of some of my very good friends. <laughs> because I wanted to know if I had antibodies because I was going to donate Mm. plasma. Sure. Remember that when everybody's. Yes. Yes. And so I donated blood. I had never donated blood before. And two days later I would, it tanked my whole system. So yeah, I've had, yeah, I've had an ambulance ride. I've been rushed to the emergency room. Um, I wound up having to have a hysterectomy in November of 2021. So, you know, I like to think that you would know it if you looked at me and the way that I look and the way that my attitude is that I, I kind of try to have, but yeah, I've had a lot of crazy things happen to me. So I'm maintaining through all of that. So I know it's going to take a while. Yeah, it is. It is because I mean,
0: listen, and Jen's right that just yeah. being able to maintain through all of that stress, all the inflammation from all the medical problems that you've been having. And I just hope that you continue to heal. So you can eventually get to where you want to be. But yeah. you look beautiful. And you, you. like you said, I I honestly couldn't tell by looking at you that you I mean, I know that in your head and in, in your body, yeah. it feels different. Yeah. Um, because that's rough. That is rough having to go through stressful situations. But that's life, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, whether it's COVID after effects, um, any other illness, a death in the family, uh, you name it, you know, it's life, it's part of it. We're in this for life. So we adjust accordingly. Will you always be losing through these major life events? No, no, definitely not. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I've had tons of times and instances in my life where similar kinds of things, not, not like that, but. Um, you know, just medical stuff comes up and you're just like, oh, well, I'm just maintaining for right now. And that's fine. Or maybe it goes up some and it it, kind of stings a little, but we just, we just fast on because we know about the healing going on in our own bodies. And that on the other side of this is where is where the freedom is. And you're already in the freedom, I feel like you're just, you're coasting and you're going to get to where you want to be naturally.
1: Yeah, I am. I am coasting, like you said. It does sting, and I do still, you know, kind of feel sorry for myself a little bit sometimes. But back in the summer, um, I had my fasting insulin tested because I had never done it before. And the more I learn about, you know, complete like metabolic panels, the more I realize that that needs to be a part of it. But a lot of doctors won't. They don't want to test for it, and I. I, um, I really have um been pretty outspoken about that in the community, about how that pays me. I'm so fortunate that my nurse practitioner, her name is Tara, and she's not only a friend of mine, but she's smarter than a lot of doctors I know. And if I want to know it, she will test it. She's never, and she'll say, "Now your insurance may not pay for this, and I don't care. So <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah, don't care. I, I don't know. I need to know. Yeah. I had my fasting insulin tested and my C-reactive protein tested, and while I was at it, she said, "Do you want to have your sed rate tested?" And I said, "Sure," uh, because those tests for autoimmune conditions, yes. inflammatory mm-hmm. markers in the body, and my C-reactive protein ideal is five. Mine was uh, four point two maybe, and my fasting insulin was four point three. It's supposed to, you know it's supposed to be under five. So that was a huge signal, you know, to me that okay. Amy Joe, everything is okay.
0: Everything's going all right.
1: Everything is, everything is okay. And I, I know if I had them tested some other time, you know, when I'm, you know, when something's going on or when I'm sick or whatever, uh, that those numbers might fluctuate a little bit, but for, that was a big victory for me to know that, you know, I'm keeping my inflammation down. My fasting insulin is where it needs to be. And I don't, I can't say this for 100% certainty, because nobody knows for 100% certainty, even doctors. But I do, from my experiment of one, like we talk about, I do believe with my whole heart that if I were not intermittent fasting, my life would be, I would be miserable, I might be debilitated, my, my blood panel would definitely look much different. And I would look and feel much different if I weren't.
0: Absolutely. I mean, blood work doesn't lie. So no, and that's the best thing. Like, you get your labs done. If you're wondering if your scale's not moving, go get your labs done and see if they've improved. Because if yeah, they have, if something's
1: happening. Yeah, and if your doctor won't do it, then do it yourself. Go to walkinlabs.com and do it yourself. It's it's worth it to know. Everybody needs to go, and I I I can't remember her name. It's in the community today. So if you go to post from two twenty of twenty twenty three. A woman posted today about how she got her blood work done and her um, A1C was normal. Her fasting glucose looked good, but her fasting insulin was 26. And she said, had I only gone off what my HbA1C said and what my fasting glucose was, then, you know, my doctor would have been like, oh, everything looks good. But that's... That's not the full picture. Yeah, no. it's not the full picture. And I said, You, everybody needs to know that. You need to post that on your everywhere. You need to tell everybody far and wide that what we are being given and then saying, Oh, it looks good, or they're giving us a pill for it or something else for it. That's not always the whole picture. And I don't, I'm not a medical expert, I'm a health coach, and I'm a teacher. My degrees are not medical in any sense of the word, but people need to do their own research and their own reading and advocate for themselves because I'm learning more and more. Not most people do not have a healthcare practitioner that I do that is go has my best interest at heart, and a lot of people they don't. You're very fortunate. You really are because. Very.
0: I I can totally I have a lot of people who have the same thing. I have a, I have a, a healthcare practitioner. He's okay, but you know I tell him I do intermittent fasting and stuff, and he just he agrees and he says it's great because all my numbers look great and I I weigh a, you know a normal weight, but you know he doesn't really know about all the like the, the asking about the full metabolic panel, asking about yeah. the full um, you know iron panel. It turned out I had, I was non, um, I had non-anemic iron deficiency for my whole life. And no doctor ever could tell me that because they didn't test my ferritin levels, which is the amino acid that allows your body to hold on to iron. So I went through my whole life being non-anemic, you know, uh, whatever. I had like migraines and it was just really bad. So anyways, don't take what doctors say at surface level, do your own research, advocate for yourself. And just because somebody has a DR in front of their name doesn't mean they're your Lord and Savior. Right. Um, So you're a teacher and we kind of talked about how it, you know, fasting fits into your teaching life. But you're off for the summers and stuff and you have a, a small business and you're busy with your family and your community. So when you're not teaching, how's your typical day look? Are you still doing just the ADF? Are you throwing in some OMADs or are you kind of just all mixing it together?
1: Oh yeah. I definitely, um, I definitely take a hybrid approach. So I'm not just strictly five, two or four, three for the, those who don't know the lingo five days, you know, five, two means you have two down days followed by two up days. And then the other days are OMADs. Sometimes I might have two small meals, you know, a small meal and and then a larger meal, but, um, I am this week, I am aiming for, uh, for three because somebody reached out in the community about someone fasting Wednesday for Ash Wednesday. Oh, okay. And I said, okay, yeah, I'm in. I'll, I'll do that. You know, I'll do that extra day. Mm-hmm. So I had a down day today mm-hmm. and then I'll have one Wednesday and then I'm aiming to have one Friday. Fridays sometimes will be, a, are a good day for me to have an update, but. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because we like to go out sometimes with friends on Fridays, but I don't see anything in my future for that Friday. So that'd be a good day to have a you know, a down day. So um. Yeah, I, I don't. A lot of people say they do better at work because there's structure there. I do better at home. Like yeah. today, it's President's Day. My husband and I. He's a teacher too. We've both been off. Um. He's had. Uh, he intermittently intermittent fast with me. I tell people. So during the week, <laughs> during the week, he just, I know, it drives me crazy. But oh, no, that was he, great. He, yeah, he does. He does during the week. So like he skips breakfast mm-hmm. and then he'll have really a small lunch and then we'll have dinner together because the priority when I first began was I wanted to have dinner with my family. So. Yes. Another major life event that happened to me was my son got married this summer, so he's oh. not here. Yeah, he and his wife live in there in uh, in uh, Starkville, Mississippi, at Mississippi State University. So it's just, yeah, we're just empty nesters now, and that makes it a little bit easier. I mean, he was 20 years old already, so it wasn't like I was having to prepare meals for him, but um yeah, Rush has been here. He and my son went and had breakfast together this morning because they were going back to school. Mm-hmm. And then he, Rush, had a late lunch. And I mean, I've just, I did my own thing, you know. I just, I, I did laundry. I've watched some TV. I've, uh, took a bath and did my hair. You know, I'm, I've, I. It doesn't bother me, you know. Yeah. It, yeah. it did at first, but. If I don't I don't have to I guess what I'm trying to get to is I don't have to have any certain kind of structure because yeah. my my why doesn't have anything to do with weight loss anymore. It did at first. Mm. It did at first. But um I mentioned my uh my hip. So my hip surgery in December twenty sixteen was to repair a torn labrum oh. that was yeah, it was called. Co- I didn't even know I had it. It was causing me lots of nerve pain yeah. in my back down my leg. I think I counted up. I've seen six different doctors. I've had eight MRIs. I don't know how many dozens of nerve blocks and steroid injections. I was on a lot of heavy medication, and the the two weeks at the two week mark was when I knew I had to do this for my sake, because I did not know how much weight I didn't weigh for about the first four weeks but my pain was remarkably improved after just two weeks and so I'm off all the medicine uh, I went to see my orthopedist in August um, and he was like I how long has it been since you've been here it's been two years since I've seen you what's up And I was like, I mean, I'm intermittent fasting and my inflammation is gone and my pain is just about gone and I've lost all this weight, you know. So yeah, my why is about, I want to be pain and inflammation free because nerve pain is extremely difficult to deal with and almost impossible to fix.
0: Lady, I'm sitting here like kind of stunned right now because I had, (laughs) I went through not a torn, what was it? What did you have torn in your- uh, torn labrum,
1: Labrum. A torn have, labrum in my
0: hip, yeah. I have a ten millimeter bulging disc sitting on my S1 nerve. So I had a lot of nerve pain too, going back down yeah. in my legs, under yeah. my feet. I could barely walk in the summer of twenty twenty one. Yeah. I had four different doctors tell me I needed spinal surgery. I
1: yeah. mean,
0: it was again, I was not going for it. I was I didn't believe it. And I'm so glad that you stuck with your fasting because I I mean, I believe that for me at least. I know that my intermittent fasting has helped me heal, and yeah. helped me get stronger, and helped me be able to get to where I am right now. I'm I'm yeah. pain free, and I'm yeah. not on medication anymore. Just like you, I mean, that's so that's such a huge thing for anyone who's With- never had nerve pain. You, have, I mean, it is
1: huge. No, it is. I was considering disability. I mean, I, I, yeah, I would yeah. get it. Yeah. I was going to work every day and I'm a teacher, so I have to stand a lot. And I was coming home and I was taking gabapentin and I was taking uh, Eight hundred milligrams of ibuprofen three times a day. Oh my Buffering goodness. it with ty- buffering buffering it with Tylenol. Uh, I had Percocet as needed. I don't know how many different kind of muscle relaxers. And so I would go to work, and I would come home, and I would medicate, and then it was like repeat. Riding in a car was excruciating and almost impossible. I mean, my quality of life was diminishing like day by day. It felt like, and I can remember, <clears throat> um, and this is like hurtful to talk about, but it's it's now I'm very grateful. But I remember one night my son had company over and I was just I was just hurting and I could not even, you know, be here and hang out with them and entertain or whatever. And I took um a Percocet and I chased it with uh a glass of wine and I went and laid in the bed on my stomach and just lay there and cried until I just, you know, went to sleep. That was what it had come to for me. So that is, you know, when people ask me, what do I need to do first? What, How do I start? The My first answer is always, you have to find your why. Why am I doing this? And the people that I coach, that's the first thing we do. Okay, what is your why? And I have them repeat it every time we talk from week to week. What is your why? Because if you forget that, then on the days that it's hard, then you're just going to say, you know, forget it or the days that you step on step on the scale and it looks like you've gained 5 pounds overnight which is absolutely impossible you're going to say forget it you know or the holidays come and you want to just gorge yourself on everything and you say forget it i still do anything that i want to do i eat anything that i want to eat i just do it within my window because on the other side there is healing for me and it can't be about weight loss anymore because I haven't lost any weight. I mean, I'm slowly, you, yeah, I mean, I'm slowly, yeah, I'm slowly shrinking, okay? I can tell that in the way my clothes fit. I Like my rings, I've had to have all my rings resized. And yesterday, I just had it resized, and it feels like it's a little looser still. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to pay more money to have it resized. So I know that I am slowly, slowly shrinking because we know about body recomposition, right? Yes, ma'am. And how, you know, when your body uses fat for fuel, it's, it's using, it's eating different things off your body than just the glucose that's circulating through your blood. So I am, I'm okay with that, but yeah, it is, it has been, it has been challenging at times, but like I said, I've never not fasted in that time. And I think the shortest recorded, because I still use my life app. I, I just want it for the the data. I don't. I know that you're not in heavy ketosis after 18 hours, or you're not automatically in autophagy at 24 hours. But just to see the hours, I do the same fasted, thing. Yeah, yes, just to see the hours fasted. Mm-hmm. Um, was 12 hours, and that was the day that I woke up from my hysterectomy. Wow! Because the first thing they do is say here, eat food here, <laughs> drink Right. Tonight. You know yes. whether you're hungry or not, and of course, you know I I partook because I I was by that time I was famished. But sure, yeah, Uh yeah. I've, every day is a fast. It it doesn't look the same ever for me. It never look Sometimes it's fourteen hours, like you said. Sometimes it's forty two hours. Sometimes it's eighteen. Sometimes it's nineteen hours and twenty three minutes or something. Right. But every yeah, every day is a fast.
0: I love that because every day looks different. And yep. I when people come to me, and I don't know about your clients, but sometimes they want me to tell them specifically what to do. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't always really look like that because I could tell you what I did. Yeah. Um, and I could listen to your, you know, how much weight you need to lose, what are your what's your stress like and all this, but they want it down on a piece of paper. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. And I understand structure and all that, but it, it really is trial and error. So what's yeah. ever going to work for me may not work for you might not work for somebody else. I'm, you know, I want, at least for me, I just want to set people off on the right path so they yeah. can do this themselves. So yeah. I, I love that we can instill this into other, other people and keep spreading the seed of intermittent fasting through the, through the world, because I think that, you know, just like, it's just such a natural way of living and eating. And I don't know about you, but when I discovered it, and I started to lose weight and get my health back and my life back, I felt like I've been duped my whole life, like ever. Oh, 100%. Like, I felt cheated. Um, I felt robbed. Uh, because I've been spending so much money for so many years on crap that didn't work. You know? Yeah,
1: well, that's what they want is our money. That's it. This doesn't this doesn't cost anything. That's why and they I, hate it. Yeah, that's why they hate it. And so uh I had a, a she's a friend and a former student of mine who has had wild success uh intermittent fasting and she's actually healing severe, severe insulin resistance. Wow. And she she messaged me last night and said, um, I, some people are telling me that I'm gonna um that I'm destroying my organs. Can <laughs> you just de- can you destroy your organs? And I said, if fasting is balanced with feasting, you're not doing any harm to your body and you're not doing anything that your great, 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 great somebody didn't do because they didn't have a choice. And this is kind of my motto. Fasting is natural. It is historical. It is ancestral. It is biblical. And down here in the Bible Belt where I am, people like to hear that. Yes, they it, do. It, you would not, and this is what I said to her you tell these people you wouldn't be here today, you wouldn't be alive if your ancestors had not been intermittent fasters. That's all there is to it.
0: We're all naturally intermittent fasters because we yeah. all sleep.
1: Yeah, uh, if you sleep,
0: you fast. That's right. If you sleep, you fast. So if you're sitting here listening to us talk about not eating for 18 hours at a time, if you're sleeping at night, For 12 hours, you have fasted. So all you have to do is extend that to start. That's what I tell people just extend that 12 hours, start with something that you know, you can achieve 14 hours. Okay, that's easy, move on to 15. And then so forth, so on and so on. So when you were losing, and even now, I just like to talk about exercise. Do you do exercise with your protocol or No.
1: No, Joy. I no, well, I okay, so I had the hip surgery, and now with fasting, the pain is virtually gone. But uh, I do still have issues with it, I am still weak in that hip, and so I am very careful with it. I had an elliptical, I tried that, it aggravated it a little, Um, I got a rebounder, and that was great for my hip, but not great for the bladder of a woman who just had a hysterectomy, so there goes, there goes that,
0: (laughs) right, Uh,
1: but I have a friend at work who is an intermittent faster also, and she's a tiny little thing, she's always worked out and ran, but she's, uh, she's a year older than I am, and she's like, you know, I'm just getting this belly, and this you know, in my haunches back here around my back. And it's just five pounds if I could get it off. So she and I walk every day at break together. And that's, that's wonderful. The, that's the only exercise that I've ever done. Walking is exercise. So, yes. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. Movement. I tell people move whatever feels good to you, mm-hmm. whatever you like to do, just move. It doesn't have to be hit. It doesn't have to be weight training. It doesn't have to be Zumba. I would love to do a lot of those things, but I've accomplished a lot without it. And walking for me, we walk 20 minutes every day. That's how we spend our break is walking every day.
0: That's beautiful. And even yeah. getting outside, it brings your cortisol level down. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's so beneficial to walk outside. And yeah. when I was in weight loss mode, I just walked. That's all I yeah. could do. I mean, I couldn't yeah. do anything else.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, sure.
0: So, I, I mean it's not absolutely necessary to do all these crazy workouts to lose the to lose the weight. Is it helpful? Sure, if you can tolerate it. But if you have an injury, and you're being cautious, which you should be if you have an injury, then find something that works for you walking anything low impact is is wonderful to incorporate into your into your fasting routine. So we talked a little bit about your eating windows and how you're pretty free with what you eat you don't restrict yourself of anything. You're like 100%.
1: Is it more about quality now for you? Oh yeah, for sure. So I tell people I eat what I want, but what I want has changed a lot. Uh, So to circle back to all the crazy post COVID stuff that happened to me Mm -hmm. real quickly. Yeah. One, one thing that has happened and I believe, and some of my doctors believe I had this before, but COVID, uh, revealed it because my immune system went wacko. Mm-hmm. I have um, a disorder called Alpha GAL. Okay. A L P H A G A L. It is short for something galactose. What it is, it's very prominent. If you Google Alpha GAL and look at images, you'll see a map of the United States. It's very prominent in the southeastern part of the United States. It is an allergy to a carbohydrate that is in non-primate mammals and it's caused from tick and sugar bites. So I cannot eat anything that's considered red meat. I cannot eat beef. I cannot eat pork. I cannot eat venison. I can only eat things that swim or fly. And so I had two really bad reactions in the fall of 2021 the one anaphylactic reaction was to pork rinds. My throat closed up. Oh my goodness, are you kidding? Yeah. That is no, insane. It was, it was terrible. So, that has been one thing that has been a I mean a necessary dietary change for me is an allergy, of sure. Jeez. Yes, a severe and, and what complicates it is that I also have uh it's called mast cell activation syndrome Uh basically my immune system is like hyperactivity active it's not like an autoimmune disorder that attacks healthy cells Uh Uh, it is it can be triggered by anything um, stress triggers it insect bites trigger it and then when I have the reaction my body sees the reaction I'm having to the sugar in the meat Uh then my mast cells kick in and hives all over throat closing up etc so yeah and i've had acupuncture just to help with the severity of Mm -hmm. it and a lot of people reintroduce uh meat on a regular basis i have not um i've had beef here and there but pork i'll stay away from because it just scares me too much but uh that really steered me in a different direction than i was already heading as far as cleaning up and eating mostly real food, because, you know, you don't get 300 pounds by eating yogurt and berries and, you know, grilled chicken and fruit. I ate, I ate a lot of processed garbage, fast food. Mm -hmm. My husband was a football coach for 20 years. My Uh, son played, so, and he, yeah, he works about 20 miles away from us, so I was, it was on the road a lot, and uh, just, you know, you know, Michelle, busy mom, wife, pick up something from the drive-thru, whatever. Yes, ma'am. So uh, I had already begun to see the importance of eating mostly real food. And then when I had to eliminate, you know, there's no bacon, there's no, you know, no even lean ground beef or venison or, you know, anything like that. So I, you know, it's either chicken or chicken. fish yeah. and a girl gets tired of things that fly and swim. So I do eat a lot of healthy fat. I love yeah. avocado and yogurt and nuts and, you know, cheese and eggs. And I do, I, I tell people I could make a Walmart list and buy like the same 10 things and probably eat off that. You know, for a whole month, it doesn't bother me anymore. So,
0: I, yeah, I, I, I can totally relate to that too, because for me, it's all about quality now.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And
0: if it's like um some process, you know, fast food drive through kind of crap, I would rather just pass on or, or, or wait until I can get something more window worthy. I understand that this is life and it's not always going to be that convenient. Yeah. Sometimes I have to, you know, get the chicken salad at Chick Fil A yeah, yeah. because I don't have any time for anything else. Yeah, but yes, when we fast, we it's not really, you know, we can eat whatever we want, but that whatever changes the quality yep. of whatever we're eating changes, and then you'll. It's true for every single person that I've ever talked to who has had long term success with this life. Every single time, it's a natural process where. It's called Appetite Correction. We naturally crave healthier food choices. Who knew? It doesn't, it's not, um, you don't feel deprived. You don't feel anything. You actually want these foods. It's insane what happens to your palate, to your body.
1: Laurie Lewis, who... I tell everybody, she's my fasting muse. I adore her.
0: I love Lori.
1: Oh, I love her so much. And I hope she watches or listens to this. I love you, Lori. Lori, come on. (laughs) I know she loves me. She knows that I love her. She says, and when she said this, it was just like a light came on in my brain. Fasting is not a diet. It is a quiet. And when I heard her say that, oh, isn't it gorgeous? I love that. It hit that spiritual, you know, that Christian spiritual need that that I personally have to just, okay, that means that I can just sit a while. I think it was Mark Twain said, never be afraid to sit a while and think maybe. yeah. yeah. Uh, that I can just sit and I don't have to have food. It's just me and my thoughts and my... And what, what's happening is my body then has a voice. Your body has a voice and it gets to tell you, hey, I don't really, I think you're going to feel like crap if you eat that mm-hmm. cheeseburger and french fries from Wendy's. You know, why don't we wait and, my gosh, make your own at home, which is better than <laughs> that. Or, you know, eat avocado toast when you get home. But it. When she said that, a lot of things fell into place for me. And yes, I think that is, I attribute what she says to what it means that we just very organically, we don't just say, okay, I'm going to eat healthy now. I have to eat healthy now. You just, it just happens mm-hmm. magically almost. And there's no really, definite explanation for it but it's because we have allowed our body to have its own voice instead of shoving it you know quieting it with food all the time now we get to find out what it needs and what nourishes it
0: we can actually hear it now whereas before it was all muttered from all that inflammation and all the 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 junk you're just constantly putting in it's it's amazing. It's so beautiful. Yes. It's such a gift. I always use the word it's a gift. It's a it gift. Is. I feel it that way. Gift. It is such a blessing to me, to you, to so so many people and what what I'm doing and my purpose is to just share as much as I can. Yes. And, sh- and help as many people as I can. And I know that's your passion too. I yes. absolutely love it. We've talked a lot about non-scale victories, so I'm not really going to go into that because you have have had so many off the scale many. And <clears throat> So I just want to go backtrack a a tiny bit into community and having a little village around us when we're living an intermittent fasting lifestyle. How important do you feel community is to the lifestyle?
1: I think it's like everything else. If you're going to be successful, and I'm not saying people can't be successful on their own, but to achieve optimum success, you need people around you who are like-minded. It's the same reason that I, as a teacher, without being told to, I talk to my, my peers all yeah. the time. Sure. Informally all the time. Because if, if we're going to do, like right now the emphasis is on ACT prep, if I'm going to do that optimally for my kids, then I need to get as much information from the other people who are doing the same thing so we can all come together and do it well. But when I walk in my classroom, I don't teach it the same way that Angie does or that he does. You know, I teach it my way, but because I'm a different person. It's the same thing with intermittent fasting. A community is we all come together and we troubleshoot and we encourage and we support and we lean on each other. That's why I created my little Facebook group that I have, because I there were people reaching out to me that I couldn't talk to on my personal Facebook page all the time. They needed somewhere to go where mm-hmm. we could be just about that, you mm-hmm. know? Absolutely. Um, and so it's, it's not only to help them, Michelle, but it helps me. And you understand that too. It helps me. It helps reinforce my why Uh because it is, it is a passion of mine. I'm a teacher. I have a teacher's heart. So to pass on what gift has been given to me is just part of who I am. And I, I feel very strongly that this was God's intervention in my life. And so it is my It's very incumbent upon me to to pass it along. And so community builds community. That's why it was a no brainer. When Jen left Facebook, I was at first, I was like, oh, no.
0: Yeah. And then I just
1: thought, yeah. But then I thought, I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to leave this. This is as important to me as anything else. Yes, ma'am. Why wouldn't I stay? What I, I blow $60 on a pair of shoes and a shirt, you know, once a year. So what does it matter? You know,
0: it's it's 100%. I feel very, very important. I mean, I understand if you're not, you know, a social media person and not everyone is. And I understand yes. that yes. Jen, Jen has a great private forum. Um, there's other private forums out there that are great. But just having like my Facebook group now, I was like you, I, when she said she was going off of Facebook, I had my panic moment. And then I thought to myself, I have so many people in my life asking, wondering, I'm just going to start my own little group, which turned into yeah. not so little anymore. Um, <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. But, <clears throat> excuse me, but it was never intended to get that way. But I I just felt this inherent need to pass on what I was gifted. And that's why I'm so grateful to Jen for writing delay. Don't deny the book that, you know, brought me to intermittent fasting and so many others, but also her community that she started on Facebook, because that's where I got my start. And I leaned on so many strangers and so many strangers were cheering me on. I mean, where on earth do you find that? It was wonderful. It was it absolutely was wonderful. wonderful. It was like church, but like for losing weight and getting healthy. Yeah, and so yeah. it was absolutely great to have so many people that I didn't, even, I don't even know, like in person. But now it's like I have like this little village of people that I, I, I feel like I, I do know, and I, I, I want to see succeed. And it's just such a beautiful thing to be able to pass down to everyone that I can possibly pass it to and for you the same. So we're going to wrap up and I always ask at the last um part of the show about a tip you would give somebody if they were just to start out but really at this point in the year we're in almost late February and there's a lot of people who like you and me started in January and they're kind of like reaching their last, I have a, I have a few clients reaching the end of their sugar stores and they're kind of yeah. getting ready to flip that switch and it's getting hard, but then it yeah. gets easier after that. Um, yeah. That's when you become fat adapted. Yeah. So what would you tell that person who's going through that really hard time right now, getting ready to flip that switch and become fat adapted? What would you tell them?
1: It's the same thing I told Jen. It's the same thing I tell all my people in my group and in Jen's group that are struggling. Hang in there. Hang in there. There's something so good on the other side. And it may only be an hour. It may. It's just mere minutes away. It, it, is it really mere, could be. N- it really could be. We don't know. Nobody knows a picture of what's happening in real time inside the body. And so it could be just a few more minutes and you're just, a a switch is going to flip and then all of a sudden it's going to get easy. And and there will be hard days after that. You know, we go on vacation, we have holidays, we get sick, Mm -hmm. we have, you know, trauma that happens, but then you don't have to hang in there quite as long. And if you can just hang in there, there's something, there is a gift. There's a gift on the other side. It's kind of like, you know, the old game show where the, the window opened and, and what's behind this window. Right. You don't, you don't know you're going to miss the blessing if you, if you stop and if you throw in the towel now. So you have to hang in there and you have to find your wine. You have to find a wine. Don't miss the blessing.
0: Don't,
1: don't miss, miss blessing. that
0: blessing. <clears throat> it's the best blessing you're ever going to get.
1: Oh yeah. Total Changed total everything. freedom
0: from diet mentality, total freedom from, you know, counting calories and points and <clears throat> taking weight loss pills and God knows what else. I am just please don't throw in the towel. If you're listening right now <clears throat> and you are struggling and you are at the getting ready, that's what's happening. If you're feeling like crap and you're feeling like I'm gonna throw the towel in, your metabolic switch is about to flip. And we don't know when it could be tomorrow. It could be in two weeks, but hang it, hang in there, hang Hang in in there there
1: for that blessing. Drink you some water, drink you some water or some coffee, put some pink salt under that tongue and just keep fasting. Stop stopping. Stop stopping. Oh my gosh. I love
0: it. Min- jen and i we talked about stop stopping and it's my new motto now i love it yeah. stop
1: stopping he says it all the time but it really i know it just everybody's like well duh but if you could just stop stopping you just don't understand what's on the other side
0: yeah yeah because i, I honestly i talked to so many people like oh you intermittent fast i did that it didn't work
1: well did you stop
0: <sighs> yes that's why it didn't work <laughs> so it works it's always
1: working it's always working
0: it's always working if you're working yeah so it's always working Amy Jo this has been so fun I am so so happy that we got to finally connect yes and 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 you and thank you for taking time out of your day off from you know teaching your busy schedule and gosh that Uh must be so hectic
1: it is, but you know, two more years and I can retire, and maybe I'll be doing what you do full time. I don't know. We'll see. I love it. I, I love talking about intermittent fasting. I mean, really, I do. I could talk for another two hours. So this was not any time out of my day. This was like a huge opportunity. So I appreciate it. Well, thank you. I mean, honestly, it's it's all here.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening today. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow me on Instagram at cleanfastingmama. And now you can even check out select episodes on my YouTube channel. Just search for the Fast and Fabulous podcast. If you would like to hear more on my story or sign up for my newsletter, please visit fastandfabulouspodcast.com. And if you're enjoying the show, please leave me a review. Fast on, friends.